This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out, sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hello, my friends. Welcome to this episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast. If you're a busy mom who's stressed and overwhelmed about feeding your family, stick around. We have an expert here today who's going to chat with us about meal planning and prepping so that you can go into your week well-prepared and have time to spend with your family outside of the kitchen. Before we dive in, don't forget to take a second to officially subscribe or follow this podcast by clicking that follow, plus, or checkmark button in your podcast app. And while you're there, leave a rating and a review. The more reviews this show has, the easier it will be for other moms like you to find it. And if you like this episode, share it with a mom you love. We're all about moms supporting moms here at the Love Your Mom Life podcast. And the stuff we're talking about today needs to be heard by other mamas. Do you ever wish you and I could be better connected? Well, guess what? We can. All you have to do is follow me on Instagram. My handle is my name, Nikki Odin, and I see every single like, comment, and DM on my account, and I personally respond to them. So if you want to be better connected, take a sec and go follow me on Instagram. And now let's meet our guest. Today's guest is a mealtime strategist who helps busy moms go from stressed and overwhelmed with feeding their families to well-prepared, inspired, and having more time for themselves and their loved ones out of the kitchen. She offers a range of life-changing resources, including a meal planning membership and online courses to teach busy mamas how to meal plan, prep, and batch cook. Through her blog and weekly newsletter, she continues to serve up practical tips, making sure her community stays empowered and inspired on their journey. Connect with her on Facebook or Instagram at The Mama Manual, and be sure to check out her website, themamamanual.com. I'm thrilled she's here today. Welcome to the show, Nikita Atard-Vasalo. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm so happy you're here because I am often talking about ways in which we can be prepared for our week and how we as mothers can plan ahead, be intentional so that the crazy chaotic weeks are a little bit more manageable. And I firmly believe that meal planning is one of those ways, but I don't know that we've ever really dived into what that looks like how to make it easier, when's the best day to do it, perhaps. So I'm so excited to have you here with your expertise. So 
tell us more about how you got into this. Well, actually, I was the complete opposite of organized <laughs> when I was um, uh, like years ago. I, I was a young mom. I became a mom at the tender age of 19 and I wasn't prepared for motherhood. I wasn't prepared mm-hmm. for standing on my own two feet and managing a household um, and especially the what's for dinner question every day was such right. a huge stressor. Coming home from work, I worked full time and I was faced with a messy home and that looming question, like what's for dinner? So I met my husband when my son was three and a half years old and we decided that we had to pull up our socks and figure things out. And we decided to start with food and we started to learn how to meal plan. We accidentally stumbled upon batch cooking and we started to learn. It actually took a couple of years, Nikki, to be honest, because I'm talking about, I'm going to date myself here, but I'm talking about 13 years ago. And Mm -hmm. freezer meals weren't really that much of a thing 13 years ago. So it was all trial and error. But to cut a long story short, we figured out this whole meal planning and batch cooking thing. And I must say our lives, it does sound cheesy, but our lives did change. Yeah. It made such a huge difference just knowing what to cook every day and having the groceries at home. That was such a game changer. It is. And you know what else? You're not wasting as much time or money, I find. When I'm prepared and I've thought about it ahead of time, I'm not making three or four trips to the grocery store in a single week. And then every time I go there, I'm going to end up buying something I probably don't need. And it really adds up both in time and in money. So I completely agree with you. It is life-changing when you can have this part of your week already planned out. And it, it's, it removes decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is a real thing. And at night when you're tired and you've worked a long day and your kids are hungry and everyone's like, what's for dinner? The stress is exacerbated and the temptation to simply order something or go through a drive-thru is, is high. And that's not what's best for us. So I love, love, love the idea of being intentional, deliberate, and planning it out like you would plan anything else. Yes, precisely. A lot of uh, my students, in fact, they come into this meal planning journey. I do talk a lot about the time-saving aspect. And like you said, it's so exhausting to just take, mm-hmm. make another decision after a long day at work, right? And right. then they come back with the excited. Um, they're, they're excited because they're also saving so much money. Because every time you go to the store, like you said, you are buying things that you don't need. You're buying sweeties for the kids just Mm -hmm. to have them cooperate because more often than not, we're dragging them to the stores as well. And there are a lot of, a a lot of positive aspects to meal planning, but yes, I must say time and, um, and money, I think are the, the biggest two. So for a mom who has never done this or who maybe has tried it once or twice and fallen off, what what's the first step? How do we get started? I always say that the best thing to do before you even start to attempt meal planning is to make a list of meals that the family loves and that you know mm. that you can cook practically with your eyes closed. You don't need to be 
a master chef to win at meal planning, you know, or feeding your family without being overwhelmed. All you need is a small repertoire of family favorites. And sometimes when we sit down to meal plan, our mind goes blank. Like, what am I going to cook? So having this list is really helpful. And even if you can't come up with this list, start trying to meal plan and start making note as you go. And eventually you will build your list of family favorites. But a lot of people go into this with high expectations and they over plan. And I think that's the worst thing that you can do. If you're totally new, I would rather suggest that you start to meal plan two or three days a week rather than go all out, breakfast, lunches, dinner, seven days a week. You'll end up over buying groceries. You won't use them. You'll end up not keeping up with the meal plan. You'll end up not having time to cook every day and you'll end up feeling like a failure and you'll get right back where you started but you'll feel, you will feel even more disheartened than you did in the beginning. Yes. I, I say this all the time. And I think those of my listeners who know me really well by now are like, Nikki's going to say start small. <laughs> because that is how we make sustainable change. And that's how we accomplish a huge goal. And for a lot of us, this is a huge goal. Getting mealtime under control is a, a feat So I completely agree. You have to start small with something that you can do. Don't should on yourself and tell yourself, well, I should be planning breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Okay, maybe you should, but that's not what you can do. Let's start with what you can do because that's what's going to keep you going and that's where you're going to get the small wins and those things are going to be sustainable and you're going to build on it and keep going. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think that for people and for especially busy working moms, for me planning to become a habit, it's so important to just keep it up as consistently as possible. Mm-hmm. And saying that on the flip side, if something comes up and you get a really busy week and for some reason you don't manage to meal plan, it's fine. You know, right. this is like waking up late and not mm-hmm. making your bed and running out of the house. You don't get up the next morning and say, I'm a failure. I won't ever try and make my bed again. No. What do we do? We make our bed and we continue with our day to day. So that's exactly the way that things things should be with meal planning as well. Just pick up where you left off. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And I think sometimes as moms and women, we think that with everything. So oh, if I didn't do the full 30 minute workout today, I'm a failure. But no, you could do two minutes. You could literally do two minutes and you're still doing the thing and building the muscle and the habit that you need to make a sustainable change. Or I ruined my diet at lunch by having a piece of cake. So I'm the whole day is done. No, it's not. You can make a better choice at your next meal. So again, if one night, yes, you would have loved to have been able to execute on your meal plan, but instead you went through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're not a meal planner and you're a failure. You can pick it up where you left off. So I love that mentality. And I think that makes it a lot more approachable for those moms who aren't used to doing something like this and would love to, but just don't even know where to begin. So let's say, okay, we've gotten to the point where we've made our list of our favorite meals. Now what? Whip out your calendar. Have a look at what your your week looks like because we all have different schedules. We're running around with the kids and start assigning those meals being mindful of picking the easiest meals 
or maybe even things like slow cooker meals, which you mm-hmm. can just chuck ingredients in the slow cooker in the morning or prepare the evening before. Leave these meals for those super busy days when you're coming home late. Right. And if you know that you have a few days where you have 30 minutes, 45 minutes to put together dinner, you can pick those recipes where you know that you'll need that little bit of extra time for those days. However, yes. choosing simple recipes is a must. It's mm-hmm. a must because we go onto Pinterest and we start seeing <laughs> these amazing recipes with all the pretty photos and we are in a mood where we're excited about the whole meal planning prospect. And we end up picking recipes which have way too many ingredients mm. or we don't really read the method. And in fact, it's a little right. bit too complicated to put together. So picking those simple meals and making sure that you're assigning them to the days where you can, where you actually have time to make them is key. It is key. I think it seems obvious to, yes, whip out your calendar and make sure that what you have in your head planned corresponds and aligns with what your actual life is going to look like that week. And it seems obvious, but we don't always do it. So it's so important to look at like, wow, you know what? We're going to be at soccer until like eight o'clock that night. It's probably not the night for me to be like making zucchini noodles from scratch. Like this is probably a night where... I have the meal in the slow cooker already cooking. And when I come home, I just put it on plates so that we can eat. So yes, that I think, again, one of those small steps where we have to pause and really think about it and be intentional so that we can set ourselves up for success. Definitely. And it's okay to have a day where you are going to order takeout as well. Just because you are going to start mm-hmm. meal planning doesn't mean you have to cook every day. It doesn't mean that you have to make all these amazing homemade meals from scratch. There are lots of shortcuts you can take as well. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be done. Yes, I love that you said that. Done is better than perfect. And again, this goes back to the all or nothing mentality, the biting off more than we can chew by trying to do every single meal for seven days a week. It's it's that sort of perfectionism where you want to just do it like, the best anyone's ever done it. And it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Again, it's about setting yourself up for success. So I think the simplicity and just really just remembering how much time you 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 have, you know, it doesn't have to be this gourmet thing. So getting it done is better than getting it done perfectly every time, every time. I think the only time that that mentality doesn't work is probably with like brain surgery or rocket science. But when it comes to feeding our families, it absolutely does not have to be perfect. Hey there, Supermom. Have you grabbed a copy of my new book, but definitely wear mascara? It has tons of five-star reviews on Amazon and could be exactly what you need right now on your motherhood journey. But don't take my word for it. Here's what Ruth Sukup, mother of two and New York Times bestselling author of Living Well, Spending Less, 12 Secrets of the Good Life, had to say. Nikki Oden walks the walk. Every truth bomb and piece of advice in her book, but definitely wear mascara, comes straight from her own experience. She normalizes the tough parts of motherhood to help you realize you're not alone. Her gritty, resilient spirit will inspire you to take action to create a mom life you love. 
Or how about this review from Farnoosh Tarabi, mother of two and editor-at-large of CNET Money and host of the So Money podcast. Nikki Odin is that supportive, straight-talking mom friend we all crave. The one who will always tell you when you have spinach in your teeth simply because she cares about you. Through her hilarious, easy-to-read stories, Nikki offers tangible advice that will make your mom life easier. This book is a must-read for all moms who are simultaneously nurturing their families and their careers. And Susie Moore, host of the acclaimed Let It Be Easy podcast, raved, Nikki brings sparkle to everything she does, and this book is no exception. She conveys real-life lessons through her fun storytelling style and encourages you in a way that feels like a warm hug from an old friend. You'll feel her love for other moms springing off every page. With reviews like that, chances are you are going to love this book. But definitely Wear Mascara is a collection of laugh out loud stories served up in 40 bite-sized chapters filled with raw and easy to implement advice for any mom who has ever struggled with nurturing her career and her family at the same time. You'll walk away entertained, inspired, and equipped with the tools you need to create a mom life you absolutely love. Get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Also available on Audible and Kindle. So let's talk about some of these like batch cooking or meal prepping. Like, how do you do it? Do you pick a day, like maybe a Sunday and you decide, okay, this is what our week looks like. This is what I've already decided we're going to have. And then you pre-make everything or how do you do it? I don't do it that way because I really don't enjoy spending my Sundays in the kitchen cooking mm-hmm. <laughs> or Saturday mornings making freezer honesty. meals while my, my family are out having fun. Right. The way I like to do it is that I will pick one meal a week where I know I'm going to triple it. So if you do the math, that's three, six, nine, 12 to 15 freezer meals per month. Now, if you're just getting started, you're going to have a whole lot of bolognese sauces, you know, because you're tripling it and that's the only thing that you have. And then you're going to have another three chicken curries the following week. But once you start doing it for a couple of weeks, you're going to have quite a selection of freezer meals to choose from. And when you sit down to do that meal plan, you will have a list of your freezer meals and you are going to pick those busiest days, which we spoke about before, and you're going to start assigning freezer meals. So all it's going to take is literally just a few more minutes. And and this is the way we do things inside my meal planning membership. I supply one freezer meal recipe per week. And after a couple of weeks, all my members are only cooking three to four times a week maximum. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think like everyone listening breathed a little sigh of relief when you said, no, you do not need to be in the kitchen for eight hours on Sunday. Everyone's like, that's awesome. Because that's the first time I've ever heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, even with the meal prep thing, I really don't go all out and like prep huge batches of lunches or salads or any of that. What I do is I'm very practical. Let's say mm-hmm. I'm making an omelette for my daughter. Fine, I'll make two omelettes. I'll pop another one in the fridge. And the following day, when she asks for a snack, I can pop it into a sandwich. I can, mm-hmm. I can put it into a burrito wrap for lunch. I can make egg fried rice and chop it up with my rice. So oh, yeah. I just make, I, I just like to prepare extra of anything that I possibly can. And 
I have to keep tabs on my fridge, right? Because obviously I have to use up what I am, yes. what, I, what I'm preparing, but it's pretty easy because it's a lot of staples. You know, if you're chopping an onion, chop an extra one. Yeah, that's a, such a good idea. If you're grilling chicken, grill some extra chicken. Like It's mm-hmm. so versatile. All of, all of these ingredients are super versatile. And that will save you so much time. It's such a relief to even open the fridge and see that you can put together a lunch in five minutes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it seems, again, one of these things that seems obvious, it's so simple, it seems obvious, but that we don't often think about. And again, you have to be thinking about this as well when you're grocery shopping, because if you don't have the extra onion to chop, then it's not going to work or the extra chicken breast to grill. But yes, you can repurpose these things. Like the omelet doesn't need to be an omelet the next time you serve it. It could be in a burrito wrap or it could be in fried rice. This is These are brilliant suggestions and huge time savers. Also, your family's not going to get bored because that's another part of feeding them is when they get bored and they start making the snarky comments and then it becomes stressful again. So I, I just am fascinated by these suggestions. I even like to repurpose freezer meals. I mentioned mm-hmm. bolognese sauce, for example. Right. So I, I usually whip up a huge batch of bolognese sauce, something like six portions. I have a very big slow cooker and I freeze them right in separate freezer bags. So for, let's say I've cooked it today and for dinner, we're having the classic, you know, spaghetti bolognese. Mm-hmm. But next week, we'll have sloppy joes using yes. the same bolognese sauce. The week follow- after that, we'll have a shepherd's pie with the mashed potato and, and the mm-hmm. meat, and same bolognese sauce. The week after that, we'll make a Mexican lasagna. So I'll just add some Mexican spices and I'll use the sauce in a Mexican lasagna. The week after that, I can make enchiladas with the same sauce. There's so many things that you can make with the one, with one basic recipe and you're not trying to figure out seven different meals because you have this list as well, which totally works. And you've spent, I mean, to make a bolognese sauce, I will spend maybe, let's say, 45 minutes hands-on time because I'm chopping quite a few onions and I'm Mm. making a big batch and then I have to clean. So I'm I'm factoring in everything. But in 45 minutes, I have five to six portions of bolognese sauce. And then within 10 minutes, I can whip up a quick dinner, a quick, hearty, homemade meal. Yes, yes. I love that. Like having these basic staples, almost like building blocks. And then you can add your little frilly (laughs) cosmetic things to them to make them a little bit different. It's like having like that one black dress that looks great on you. And then you can wear it with boots or you can wear it with heels or you can wear it with a scarf or a jacket. And it's a totally different outfit, but it's the same basic thing. It's That's a great way to save time and to still feel like you're winning. You're winning because you're giving your family something delicious and you didn't have to slave over it for hours. And you know what else? You didn't have to use the mental power to come up with something new and exciting. It's just, it's brilliant. There's another huge bonus as well. I don't know about your listeners, but most probably there are a lot of moms with picky eaters who are listening in. And when you are using these classic recipes and repurposing them into something else, I like to do the same with like pulled pork and pulled, pulled chicken as well. Fantastic. When you have a picky eater, like my daughter will gobble up spaghetti bolognese, but take the bolognese sauce and turn it into something a little bit more fancy and she won't eat it. But I know mm. that. Right. So I will put aside a portion of the plain bolognese. I'll boil her some spaghetti to go right. with it. Dinner sorted for her as well. I'm not making an extra meal, which is something that I never do. But I do these clever little tweaks. 
And yep. we are still eating our Mexican lasagna, even though she, she won't touch it. And I'm happy because she's eating. She's happy because she has her spaghetti bolognese. I will even convince her to try the lasagna at least, which is a major win. And mm-hmm. there's that positive attitude around food, which yes. is what we need when, when our kids are being picky eaters. Yes. And also a positive attitude around the mealtime, around the gathering and being together. And it's not a situation where you feel stressed and frustrated and you're bringing that to the table. And then every, you know, we start off the meal feeling like we've been slighted or no one cares or everyone's ungrateful. And that spills over into everything else that happens after that. So I, again, this is so much more than just making meals. I mean, if we all think about it, we know as mothers that mealtime is a vital part of the family mm-hmm. life. So if we can make it easier and and fun for everyone, delicious for everyone, where everyone feels like they're winning, that is a huge bonus. And I I do these little hacks too. Actually, last night I had some, I had made stuffed peppers a few days ago and I had a lot of leftover filling. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to make peppers again for me. But I didn't want the kids to get bored. So I was like, how about if I put it in a taco? Would you yeah. like that? And they were like, yeah. So <laughs> they had tacos. I had a stuffed pepper and we were all happy. And it took me literally five minutes. So I, I kind of had a glimpse of what you're talking about, but I, I've never, that I was lucky that day because I had the leftover filling, but I've never thought about doing that on purpose where I make it an extra three or four servings so that I can repurpose them in the future. And, and then my husband and I can perhaps have something different from the kids, but I'm not making, I'm not being a short order cook where I'm making everyone a different meal because I don't, I agree with you. That is not, first of all, it's not efficient, but second of all, it's just like, it's not a good use of my, my time. Like I'm not doing that. So I, this is just a fascinating new perspective to have on making extra. Yeah. And tacos are always a hit, right? <laughs> always. Taco always. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and tacos are easy. They are. I, for me, I, I don't love eating the taco shell. Like I just, it's not my thing. But then I just always have like romaine lettuce so that I can make mine a lettuce wrap. And then everybody else is happy because they get their taco shell and we can all, we can all have what we want. And mom yeah. only has to cook one meal. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. So how can people get started working with you if they want to join your membership or take one of your online courses? So there are, there's a lot of free resources on the blog. Let's start there. Because especially mm-hmm. for moms who don't know me yet, it's good to dive into my free content and start connecting with me and look me up on social media. Um, and do say hello, because like you, I'm in my DMs all the time. And it's so fun to connect with people. Yes. Um, and I have a really fantastic free resource as well. Um, it is a free seven-day meal plan schedule. And it includes the seven-day meal plan, together with the recipes. And of course, there are the freezer meals in there as well, which is one of my specialities, together with the shopping list and the prep plan and all of the tips that you need to be able to freeze effectively. So you've got the whole, like it's a full plan. They can get that at www.themamamanual.com slash seven day. So that's where you can get the, the free meal plan. My meal planning membership, it's called the dinner plan. We very much, like I've been talking to you, Nikki, basically what we do is we want to solve this dinner time dilemma, like what's for dinner. So we provide meal plans. We provide four recipes a week because no busy mama needs more than four recipes a week. We're making right. a freezer meal every week. 
and together with the shopping lists and the Facebook community, which is so much fun because we get to see all of the members cooking up the, the delicious dinners. We'll, we love to share our wins as well. We have yeah, a time to brag important. posts coming up every week. Right. And everyone's like, yay. And even the smallest of wins because we celebrate everything. Yes. Even the, like all, so the, all the little things. Like even if my daughter had a bite of something which she doesn't usually have, that's a win. Right. <laughs> and um, the dinner plan, we open doors three times a year because the rest of the time we are loving up on our members and improving the membership. Um, and we're just in there all the time. The next time we open doors is on January 29th. So not, not that far away. Right. In the meantime, your listeners can log onto my website, dive into my courses as well. I have a slow cooking course, which teaches moms how to batch cook using their slow cooker. Mm-hmm. Because there's a, a, there are a few tips and tricks and tweaks that you need to make, especially because I don't know if you're a fan of slow cooking. But when you're cooking inside the slow cooker, you know, um, it's a closed environment. So you get quite a bit of condensation. So when you're mm-hmm. trying to batch cook, you need to tweak the recipes so that they, they don't get soggy and oh, overwatered, yeah. you know, and bland. So I do teach that. There's a specific course on that as well. And then I have a bigger course, which teaches the whole shebang from meal planning to meal prepping, to having a recipe database, to organizing the kitchen, to batch cooking and freezing and serving meals. And it's very detailed. So depending on what someone needs, there's something for everyone. Awesome. And we will, of course, include those links in the show notes so that it's an easy one click for you guys listening. Nikita, this has been so valuable and such an amazing mind shift for me. I I know that I feel like my mind has been blown and I have some experience with this. I used to work for an all-natural organic food company and a huge part of our business was providing these meal prep services where we would teach women at workshops how to make freezer meals. But even with that background, I feel like I have completely like learned, I've learned some completely new things. So I I really appreciate you being here and sharing what you're doing. It's just very, very important and powerful stuff. I'm glad. Um, Thank you so much for inviting me. And I hope that your listeners will get a lot out of this interview and they'll start taking those tips and meal planning. I know they will. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Nikita Atard Vasallo. I know you took a ton of value from it. I certainly did. And I cannot wait to hear what you start implementing first. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love, and it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.